0: Our call to worship is a paraphrase of part of John chapter 14. Jesus said to his followers, if you love me, you will do what I ask of you. I will ask the Father to give you another helper who will be with you forever. The helper is called the Spirit of Truth. Because the Spirit can't be seen, some might not accept that it's true. But you will know because the Spirit will live inside you. I promise you, I won't desert you. And so we come to God in prayer. Let us pray together. God, our creator, redeemer and sustainer, we meet in the name of Christ to offer our worship and praise. On this Pentecost Sunday, we remember the amazing story of how Jesus' friends experienced in a special way The coming of your Holy Spirit. And we dare to ask that we might experience something of the joy, something of the courage, something of the boldness that they did as your Spirit continues to live in us and help us to live well. We thank you for this day to celebrate the beginning of the church. We thank you for all the faithful followers who have told the stories of Jesus. We thank you for missionaries, ministers, Sunday school teachers and youth workers. We thank you that in each generation you call and gift more people to continue the work of the kingdom until the whole earth becomes its lived expression. As we sing and pray... As we share activities and listen for your voice in scripture, please help us to be open to the refreshing you offer so that we may live out the truths of the story in our own lives. We pray in the name of Jesus and in the joy of the Spirit. Amen. Uh, I wonder if some of the children would like to come out to the front and we're going to see if you can recognize some of the more unusual fruits that I've got. Um, we're not going to pick them all up, we're not going to rootle around in them, I'm just going to choose two or three to show you and we'll see if you know what they are. So if you want to spread out so you can all see, that would be a really good idea, I think. Okay, what shall I start with? Mmm, such a choice. Okay, um, we're going to start with this one. Okay, just let everybody have a C. Let me just hold up one so the grown-ups can see. It's kind of red colour, and it's hard, and it's spiky. Um, okay, so what do you think that one is, Burgers? Oh, what fruit, sorry?
1: A durian
0: fruit. A durian fruit. Well, that might be a name for it. It could be. It's not a name I know for it, but it could well be. What did you think it was?
2: Oh, I, I forgot what
0: I mean. You forgot what you were going. Well, the name I know for it is a lychee. Is that the same thing as a... No idea. Well, I think we'll call it a durian fruit from now on, shall we? Thank you. Fantastic. Strange, that one, isn't it? Okay, we'll start with the girls this time. Can you see that one? I'll just pull the leaves back so you can see that one. Hold one up for the grown ups to see. Anybody know what this one is? Oh, somebody's stealing my fruit, so I'll just pretend I didn't notice that. Okay, it's got a f- f- very strange name. Isn't it? A f- Any of the grown ups know what that one's called? A thiccalus or a thiccalus. Yeah, depends where you went to school. Okay, one more. Um, we'll have this one. Hold it up so the grown ups can see. Hold it down so the children can... You think it's an apple, do you? Pomegranate. And you think it's a pomegranate. Well, it is. It's a pomegranate. Fantastic. Okay, do you want to go and sit down for a minute for me? All sorts of interesting fruits, different shapes, different sizes, and different colours. And the thing is, because we can go to the supermarket all year round now and buy all kinds of fruit, so you can buy strawberries in December, and you can buy apples in May, because it's all out of season we lose the sense of the rhythm of nature but when the Israelite people were forming a new nation after they left Egypt God gave them a command to to celebrate a harvest festival in the springtime now it's very interesting that when Mrs White was being dropped off this morning Glenda her daughter said you doing harvest festival I said well and you're minister's daughter as well The spring harvest, the harvest that happens soon after Passover. And Ken's going to read us two very short Bible readings that tell us something about that. And I'd like you to listen very carefully to see what fruit get mentioned in those readings. Ken, over to you.
3: Right, the first reading is from uh, Leviticus 23, verses 15 and 16, the Harvest Festival. Count seven full weeks from the day after the Sabbath on which you bring your sheaf of grain to present to the Lord. On the fiftieth day, the day after the seventh Sabbath, present to the Lord another new offering of grain. In the second reading, Deuteronomy 16, verses 9 to 11, again titled The Harvest Festival, count seven weeks from the time you begin to harvest the grain, and then celebrate the harvest festival to honour the Lord your God by bringing him a freebill offering in proportion to the blessing he has given you. Be joyful in the Lord's presence, together with your children, your servants, and the Levites, foreigners, orphans, and widows who live in your towns. Do this at the one place of worship.
0: Thank you, Ken. So there was a little bit of mention of stuff in there, but there's still some more to come. When the Jews began to settle in the Promised Land the festival was called Shavuot, and it became an agricultural holiday, a harvest festival, to celebrate God's provision for his people. Now, what I'm going to say is some stuff I took from a website by a Messianic Jew, so um, hopefully it's correct, but it's certainly a Messianic Jewish understanding. The Hebrew word Shavuot means weeks, and exactly seven weeks after the first harvest of barley is this celebration, and it was a pilgrim holiday when Jews would come to the temple bringing their their first fruits of their crops to honour God now the first fruits were of seven kinds of plants so I wonder if the children can come and only one different one per child find those things on the table and put them in my big basket so when I read them out see if you can find one of them on the table And put put the whole thing in the big basket, okay? And please do it carefully. Wheat. Yeah, okay, right. So that's that's yours, Carl. So can you step away so somebody else can have a go? Yes, please. Barley. Can somebody find barley? Put that one in. That's it, that's your turn. Grapes. Can somebody find the grapes and put them in? Thank you, Aidan. Figs. Can anybody find the figs? Who would like to put the figs in for me? Thank you, Fergus. Pomegranates. Well done, Sarah. Olives. Can anybody find the olives? Yep, you were right to start with. That's right. Who's not had a look? Max, would you like to put the olives in the basket for me? Mm. Olives. And I've lost my place. Dates. Can anybody find the dates? Right. How about Rory puts the dates in for me? Okay, now I think that's going to be quite heavy, but can you pick that basket up? Okay, is it heavy? No? Oh, that's good. Because what the people would do is they would get this big basket of fruit, and they would carry it all the way to the the temple to offer it to God. So do you want to give it to me, and I'll put it on the big table? On their head. They might have carried it on their heads, And when they would get there, the priest would get the wheat and would wave it as a sign of offering it to God. So they would offer this fruit and veg to God, these fruit plants to God. So that was really exciting. But one of the things they used to do is when it was growing, they would go out into their fields and they would be looking out, where's the first grape on my grapevine? Where's the first ear of wheat popping up to have an ear of wheat on the stalk? And they would put a ribbon around it. They would tie the ribbon around the olive tree, round the wheat so that they would know this was the first one that came up, and that's the one they would take to God. So we've got a ribbon round our wheat sheaf to symbolize that. So this was their harvest festival. So thank you so much from that, for that. We're going to sing a song. Now, just before we go on to the next bit, because it's me, I managed to forget something last time. You might have spotted, if you've got really good eyes, that we have got a pint of milk and a jar of honey. On our table. And one of the things that the people would do around Shavuot, and still do if they're Jewish around Shavuot, is remember that God took them to a land flowing with milk and honey. So they, they treat themselves to lots of lovely food. And that will probably be ice cream, because that has lots of cream and stuff in it. But also, because um, I like making things, uh, we have a honey cheesecake, which we can share later. This is something that certainly Messianic Jews would have at Shavuot, and I expect Jew-Jews would also have it at Shavuot. To say thank you to God for taking them to a land that had so much good in it, milk and honey and all these different fruit and veg. Now, because you did so well at the quiz last week, we're going to have another one. I've printed it out in case anybody can't quite see the screen. And I'm going to give you two minutes only to, in twos and threes, I want to, pass that out the grabs, to see if you can work out what these fruit and veg are from these four languages in English. Now, if you're a Pointless fan, you should be really good at this. Because a lot of these have been on Pointless. Um, so just two or three people next to you. If you've got a visitor next to you, make sure you draw them in. So, two minutes. Can you identify in English all these different fruit and vegetables in other languages? Okay, how are we doing? About another ten seconds and then I'm going to stop you. Anyone want to count down with me? Ten, nine, eight... Could be. Anybody got any other ideas for the first one? Grapes, Grapes. okay. The second one? Yeah. Dates, Dates. okay. Uh, the third one? Now, you see, if you've got a really good memory back to last Harvest Festival, you'd know. Good guess, but it's not actually. Think, no, I think that's on there. Um, this was one that we had in our Harvest Festival last year. Remember now, it looks like a grenade. and that's, We think grenades are named after pomegranate. Okay, um, the next one. Figs, that's not too bad, was it? Next one. Oh, that's really hard, this one. You won't get this one. What do you reckon this one is? Olives, Olives yeah. And the next one. Uh-huh. Tomatoes. Next one. Apples. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was really tricky, that one. Uh, next one. Uh-huh. Strawberries. Strawberries raspberries and cherries there you go great dates pomegranates figs olives tomatoes apples bananas strawberries raspberries and cherries give yourself a clap if you got all of those right because that was and even if you got some of them right you can have a clap excellent well we're going to hear another little piece from the bible now about a time when people spoke or seemed to speak in other languages i think barbara's going to read that for us
1: What does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said, They've had too much wine. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews, and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk, as you suppose.
0: So a strange story then. People from all different languages in one place. I wonder who's ever been to an international airport. Can you put your hand up if you've ever been to an international airport? And who's been in the lounge at that airport when everybody's talking at once? Yeah? And there's all these different languages going on. And suddenly, you hear somebody speaking in Kosa or Lithuanian or French, or English, or whatever is your language from home, how does that make you feel? It makes me feel really good. Um, As a lot of you know, I went to New Zealand in February and I went via Dubai. And Dubai Airport is an interesting place. And in the middle of the night, it was full of people speaking Farsi and Hindi and German and Japanese and Chinese and... Who knows what other language? And then I would hear some English, And it felt so different. I felt like I was part of it. And this is kind of what happened on the Pentecost day. We don't know how it happened. It doesn't matter how it happened. But all these people from all over the known world were coming up with their baskets of fruit to take to the temple, watching the parade a bit like people would do this afternoon, or they'd just come to see because it was really interesting. And they would be chatting to their friends in their own language and suddenly they heard somebody else speaking and they could understand and it made them feel like they were part of it. And that's really kind of what happened for a lot of people that day. But something very special happened to Jesus' friends because they'd still been hiding away a lot. Does anybody know how many friends of Jesus have been hiding away a lot by that time? I mean, see, I had to. I was reminded, I was reading the Bible and I'd forgotten. There were actually 120 of Jesus' friends hiding away because they were still waiting to see what was going to happen and they were still a bit scared. And on that day, the women, Jesus' mom, Jesus' brothers and sisters, the women who'd been friends with Jesus, and the men, the disciples and the ones whose names we don't know, suddenly Something changed inside them. And they understood what it was that Jesus had promised them and what Jesus wanted them to do. They probably never spoke in other languages ever, ever, ever again. And it is pretty likely that the bit longer bit that Peter did, Peter's sermon, would have been in Greek. Because that was the kind of universal language of its time. But something happened to change those people, to make them feel a bit braver, to make them more excited, to make them want to do what it was that Jesus had chosen them to do. It doesn't matter if we understand it or not as an event, it's what it meant that matters.
3: But, but the Spirit produces love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, humility, and self-control. There is no law against such things as these.
0: A really teeny, tiny reading. Jesus once said, you'll be able to recognise people by the fruit they produce, which is a really strange thing to say, isn't it? What he was meaning was it just in the way that different fruit grows on different kinds of trees and bushes... We're not going to get into precise definitions of fruits and berries and droops, for those who were thinking that. But we can tell by looking at it whether it's nice to eat or not. And we can actually tell a lot about people by the way they live their lives, especially their attitudes. In that reading that Paul just read, the Apostle Paul, not this Paul, the Paul of ancient times, listed nine qualities which are technically part of one fruit. A bit like the segments of an orange. So this was the best I could find for a picture that looked a bit like that. If you cut through an orange, you could see all the different segments. And those different segments would be like the different characteristics that the Holy Spirit grows in people. Well, that's fine, but it's a bit confusing. Maybe this is a a more helpful picture. Do you like that picture? I like this picture. This is one of the ones I found when I looked online for Fruit of the Spirit. It's like slices of different fruits all stacked up to make one big fruit. And I like that because it kind of connects with something that I like to do in Pentecost. Now, I have a feeling you've seen this before, Susan and Roger, so I apologize for the repetition. But we're going to make some Holy Spirit's fruit salad. I'm rather hoping that some of the children will help me, although a lot of them have run away, but maybe they'll come back. Uh, I think George is maybe going to help me, although I'm not sure. Um, But if any grown-ups want to help me, that's fine. If they don't, that's also fine. So we're going to start off with some Holy Spirit. Well, that wasn't planned. It bursts out uncontrollably, this Holy Spirit. So here we have some living water of the Holy Spirit, and we're going to put some of that into the bowls. And we have a nice um, bowl of water if anybody wants to come and wash hands or anything before they um, help to make some Holy Spirit fruit salad? Looking like I might have to get the grown-ups because the kids are busy drawing, that's fine. Okay, fantastic. Freya and Sarah, are you going to come and help me? Anybody else want to come and help make some Holy Spirit fruit salad? Now, I've decided which fruit is going to be which because I'm a bit mean like that, and we're actually going to start off with the one that's for patience, which is the pomegranate. Now, unfortunately, Lena... Well, she was very lovely. She came and stayed at my house. But she also told me that she knew how to do a pomegranate. So I said, well, if you come on Sunday, (laughs) you can do a pomegranate. Um, Do we need some warm water for you? Is it all cold water? Okay. Um, Katrina, could you get a a little bowl with some water in for Lena so she can do the pomegranate? And I have got some sharp knives somewhere. But I only want grown-ups to have sharp knives. I don't want children to have sharp knives. Okay, so while Lena starts working on the pomegranate, which will need lots of patience, um, I wonder if somebody would like to come and get the apple. Who would you give an apple to? Who, what's the saying about apples? Anybody, any grown-ups know? An apple for teacher. So, because you like your teacher, you give them an apple. So, that's kind of love. So, would somebody like to do the apple, um, cuss it Turp? take the pips out and cut it into smallish bits and chuck it in the bowls. Okay, so Freya, are you okay? Is Freya okay with a sharp knife? Okay, Freya, if you can cut those in half and then if you and Sarah can do those, that would be fantastic. Okay, wait to see what we've got next because it might not be. Right, the next one we're going to have is a banana. Not a sad banana. Banana. It is fair trade. It's a Sainsbury's banana, and they only sell fair trade bananas, but good question. Very important. Thank you. So what's my banana doing, sort of? Smiling. Have you? Well, I think the fair trade people do that, don't they? So bananas, happy. So that can be for joy. So who would like to cut up some bananas? I think we'll have two bananas. That looks like Glory would like to do bananas. Okay. I think you can do those with an... Max as well, fantastic, and you, you just need an ordinary knife for those, so that's okay. Now, these are slightly strange, but sort of familiar. Does anybody recognize these ones? They are pears, but they're a special kind of pears, which I'd never seen or heard of till I went shopping. Um, this one needs a bit nipped out of it. These are Asian pears. I don't know what's special about Asian pears, but these are Asian pears. So, would somebody like to cut up pears to put in Look, Alanta would you like to do the pears? yeah no mm. perhaps somebody can help you because you just need to cut that bit out because it's gone a bit yicky well just wait and see whether the man goes in because it might not be not everything on this table is going in right so we've got love joy, peace and patience working away very patiently we're going to have the next one nope, not strawberries yet what are these ones Anybody know what these ones are? Kiwis. kiwis. And they begin with what letter? K. K. So can you remember which quality began with a K? Some of my connections are a bit tenuous. Kindness. Thank you. Who would like to do the kiwis? They need to be peeled and sliced. You can have one and you can have one. Okay. So this one would be quite a good one for a small person to do. some grapes and grapes begin with a G and goodness begins with a G and they, they, they are good for you aren't they grapes I think they're, they're good for your heart um, they've got lots of antioxidants in them so they're good for people like me as well perhaps Bonnie would like to put some grapes in the bowls for us yeah, that would be fantastic we'll put, this, we'll put the grapes in lovely okay, um, we do have one that's probably going to need a grown up Okay, well, you need to get a grown-up to help you, okay? Maybe, maybe George can help you with that one. Uh, a pineapple. Um, I usually have pineapples for patients, but because I'd got pomegranates for patients, I thought we'd have a pineapple for faithfulness. And if anybody can find a connection, they can come and tell me afterwards. So if you would do that with George, okay, let George help you, because you will need to get a sharp knife around the edge. Um, we have two of these. I think we probably only need one. Jeff's looking very puzzled by all this fruit. I dread to think what's in his fruit bowl at home. You don't eat that healthily? Okay. We have two melons, a Galia melon and I've forgotten what kind this one is. Is it cantaloupe? Cantaloupe. Okay. So, hmm. Uh, I might just have to start picking on grown-ups. Katrina and Emma, would you like to chop up one of the melons between you? Thank you. I think one will go between the two. Uh, There's a sharp knife there. Uh, Okay. And last but not least, I'm just going to waft these under... Just waft these under people's nose to tempt them. Strawberries, because they're so tempting. So which of those characteristics might the strawberries remind us of? Because they're so tempting. You just want to take them and I just tantalise and tease you with them. So strawberries for self-control now a few of these strawberries it has to be said are a little bit past their best so maybe don't put all of them in um, but if we just can get some of the t- t- tops off and get some in I think we better put the rest of that lemonade in how are we doing there are we alright I think we'll um, leave people to do their rest of their so- salad making while I talk. You see, one of the things that God's Spirit does is to help us to grow all these different things in our lives. And we might like them to be all the same. We'd like to have love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. But if the truth is told, if you're anything like me, you're quite good at some of them, and quite rubbish at the others. Now, I'd have to say that patience is not my best quality, so I'm very glad that I didn't get the pomegranate to sort out. Thank you so much for doing that, Lena. Should be going home and saying, do you know what they made me do at that strange church? Some people find it easier to be faithful than others. Some people are more naturally joyful than others. But the Holy Spirit helps all of these characteristics to grow inside us. I want you just to think for one minute If, when I read this list out again is there one of those that you actually think you'd like a bit more help from God to develop that one in your life as the Holy Spirit lives in you love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness Gentleness or self-control. I think we'll call it a day there. If we are not buying for everything, and that's fine, uh, we can always do some more after service. And uh, we'll just put this on our table with all the other things that we're saying thank you to God for. All our fruits. So if you'd like to go and take a seat, um, I think Holly's going to lead us in some prayers now, which will probably be the most civilized part of the entire service.
2: Let us join together this Pentecost as we pray to our God of many languages. God of many languages, you sing the language of joy with us. Hear all your children who sing for joy this morning, all those who celebrate the coming of your spirit in whatever form she may take. May we hear your voice joining us in songs and shouts of joy. God of many languages, you know the language of sorrow and the language of comfort. Hear all your children who weep this morning. We think particularly of the families of babies who have become ill or died due to contaminated feeds in the south of England. We also remember all who loved the hundreds of children who lay as though they were forgotten in a mass grave in County Galway, and those known only to us. May those who weep know you as you weep alongside them and hear you as you whisper the language of comfort to them. God of many languages, you shout the language of protest with us. Hear all your children who fight for a fairer world. This week, thousands marched against racism in Belfast, pledging to work for a day when everyone can live a life free of fear and discrimination in Northern Ireland. We are thankful that we can protest in relative safety, And today we also remember the deaths of several hundred civilian protesters in Tiananmen Square 25 years ago this week. May all who fight against injustice hear your voice joining them shouting the language of protest. God of many languages, you speak the language of peace to us. Hear all your children who work for peace. Today, we remember all who lost their lives on D Day and those who met in Normandy to remember them this week. And we remember that still today, millions of people are affected by conflict throughout your world. May we hear your voice comforting us in our remembering and calling us onwards towards a path of peace. God of many languages, of joy, of sorrow, protest and peace. You meet your church in the messiness of our diversity. Hear all your children this morning, those who sing the language of joy, those who know the language of sorrow, those who shout the language of protest, and those who whisper the language of peace. May your voice intermingle with the voices of your church as we speak the many languages of your people. And may your spirit unite us as one body, still rich in our diversity. Amen.
0: But so a blessing. Holy God, Spirit, Son and Parent, enfold us in your love, fill us with your peace, and equip us for your purposes, now
2: and always.